0: And welcome to Don't Die Before You're Dead. This is Mary McCartney, your host, and I'm so glad that you came to the podcast to hear what my guest for tonight has to talk about. I welcome Susan Lamb Robinson, whom I have known for years. We have worked together closely in the speaking business. Uh, Susan and I ran a speakers think tank, which was an educational session where we had many guest speakers come. And now Susan is in charge of her own speaking coach business. And she's a delight to work with. She has edited a couple of books, and I'm so happy to have her here. So, Susan, welcome and thank you for taking the time to come. And I haven't given anybody a clue about what we're going to talk about today, but um, I know that you have a lot to offer, and I wanted to share with my listeners really what you and I have been talking about as friends this whole idea of taking care of ourselves as we move on and get a little bit older in life. And you have made some changes in your life that I thought were worth sharing and you have made changes in my going forward. So this is what I'd like to talk to people about tonight and, and maybe you could share what it is with regards to the fitness tracker.
1: For sure. I mean, as we have all been on a journey of self-development it includes working on ourselves not just our minds but our bodies as well as we're getting mm-hmm. sort of as the clock moves on we have to really be mindful of our health and I think that's something that people are not putting enough time towards and um, it's something that I wanted to make a personal change and take it in hand before I felt that it was too late. hmm um, Yeah, and I remember one of the things that really prompted me to, I guess, stand accountable for my own health was I was watching, uh, it was actually just sort of a personal ad by somebody on Facebook that was talking about being a fitness trainer. And I thought I wouldn't have any reason to engage with this person because they're just they were young dealing with younger people and he was being interviewed and talked about how his clientele are older people people that were 50 and older because he felt that they uh, well one of the things that prompted him to do it was people couldn't live independently because they couldn't lift themselves off their toilet seat. And that was what was impeding them from being able to live on their own. That was the only thing that was impeding them. And so he felt like if he could ensure that people that were 50 and over took their own health and um, their strength and their abilities, you know, as far as they could take them within reason, that they would have an opportunity to live independently longer. Mm -hmm. And that really struck a chord with me. And I thought, you know, what am I doing in my own life uh, rather than waiting for tomorrow, tomorrow, Mm -hmm. that I was going to take it in hand today. And so that was sort of the start of the thinking because he really opened my eyes to something that was, um, it it seemed like a very um, specific thing, but it's something that really struck a chord with me.
0: I mean, just that statement alone, I mean, I found myself really reacting to that statement because who would think how our physical well-being, our ability to move, we talk about, oh, maybe being able to go for a run or for a walk. I mean, people talk about running marathons. Well, I couldn't do that at 20 years old, let alone today. But we talk about more exaggerated movements. But this yeah. really This really is grassroots. I mean, this is really where the rubber meets the road. If you can't get off the toilet seat, you're saying that really that's the end of our independent living. And I don't think many people think of that. I know I certainly didn't.
1: Well, when he kerneled it down to that fact alone and spoke about how important it was to um, have the the ability to stay mobile, and so we think of it in very broad, vague terms, Mm -hmm. he kerneled it right down to the one thing that was going to stop you from living this vital life Mm -hmm. part of it was you had to keep it in hand you had to take it in hand and if you if you were losing your core strength if you will if you were losing that what are the things that you can do about it and so as I began to think about it in terms of I kept saying to myself I have to stay strong that is on me that's not on anybody else nobody's going to do that for me only I can deliver that to myself not unlike a gift So I really started thinking about what are the things that I can do in my life to ensure that I can maintain my independence
0: Mm -hmm. as
1: long as possible. And I guess it was about staying strong. And so some of the things that led to me, um, as you mentioned at the beginning, uh, looking into a fitness tracker, I was having trouble with my sleep. And I always felt that I was a light sleeper and I really wanted an opportunity to to get some data on my sleeping without going to any of those sleep surveys. Again, I was, I'm an introvert. I I tend to need to do things privately. And I thought, okay, part of taking my fitness or being accountable was I looked up and looked into some of these fitness tracker trackers and some of the things that are the features that they offer. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. One that really captured my interest was the one that would give you information on how well or badly you slept one that was a step counter, uh, one that gave you um, what your resting heart rate was, uh, along with a number of other features. And there's lots of fitness trackers out there, um, but I wanted to have those features for sure. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so that's where I entered into the market and thought, okay, if I can track for myself personally and start to set some goals, once I know where I'm at, where am I at? Mm -hmm. What, what, what categories do I need to do better? And I found that kind of liberating in a way.
0: Well, I like the idea that you get your own baseline rather than waiting for some event and heading off to your doctor to find out that you're now doing um, treatment as opposed to preventive care. So you obviously looked into the features that were really important uh obviously you are currently doing that as you've talked to me about that and i must admit i was really interested in the fact that there's a lot of responsibility a lot of autonomy that i can take right now i mean we don't need to wait until we're really sick before we start looking and saying how do i manage moving forward We know the aging process is here for all of us. It doesn't matter where we come from, what we're doing. It's here to stay. So at what point in time are we going to actually take it seriously? There are a lot of people who are putting things off till later, believing that everything can wait. And so kudos to you for taking that step. So tell us a little bit about what you've discovered as you've done this and your, not necessarily your personal results, but what have you become more aware of?
1: Well, one of the first things and why probably the fitness tractor appealed to me was I really, I was one of those people that probably felt like I don't want to go to the gym because I've let myself down. I've let myself go. I'm, I I. I. need to get to a certain state before I can go I get through that. those doors.
0: <laughs> I get and that. What,
1: what I enjoy about the fitness tracker is that it is a private thing and that yes. I can start today. I can go out today and that's what I did. I went out with purpose and I bought the tracker after I researched all the data or all, all the ones that were out there. And I thought, okay, what data do I personally want? Because it's such a private thing, it's just me and the tracker. And I don't I, I don't have to get, have that guilt or shame of having let myself go, let myself down, any of that. You don't need to wear special clothes. So what I liked was right, right away, I was able to be very purposeful and say, okay, where am I at um, based on the data that would be collected? And there's a certain program that I loaded to my phone. So first out of the gate, I wanted to track my sleep. And it was a very curious thing because for a lot of years, I've, I had told people, look, I don't sleep very well. I don't sleep. Uh-huh. Um, I wake up a lot. I wake up multiple times. And in a way, it made me feel less crazy because <laughs> the data proved that I was not lying, that I, I wake up many, many times during the night. And I was joking to you earlier that my step counter, <laughs> when it switches over from midnight, when I get up in the morning, which is usually about five in the morning, I've already walked like between 186 and 285. That's, a, that's incredible. <laughs> I, move around in, I move around in bed too much. So what happened was you you feel validated that because we do know our bodies, we're, we're um, sensing some patterns in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And so then suddenly I had this data to say, okay, how well am I sleeping? I don't feel that I'm sleeping well. So right away, the data actually it bore that out, that I was not sleeping well, that I was waking up multiple times, as I had suspected many times, in fact. But what it did do was it told me, it gave me a score for my sleep. And so what I was able to do was see that although I was waking up a lot, not all was not lost because I was getting my REM sleep, because it would track that. It tracked how much time I was awake collectively, it uh, tracked how much deep sleep I got and how much light sleep I got. And one of the things just in the sleep category alone with the tracker, I was able to say, okay, I had not been giving myself the gift of rest mm-hmm. for years. And I have four, I raised four kids. I had a you know full-time job, lots of things going on. And I, I never really gave myself the, the gift of re- proper rest.
0: I don't and think so you're right what Susan. What's that? Sorry. I said, I don't think you're alone there. I think many people are like that. They, It's it's a lack of awareness. And now you've chosen to become aware.
1: Right. And so then what I did was, uh, because it collected a certain amount of data, let's say over the first month, then I was able to say, okay, what if, and, and I had been doing some reading on sleep and how important it was, and certainly how important it is that uh, women especially that are not getting enough sleep and have very stressful jobs, stressful lives, why are they retaining weight? Why are they gaining weight? And some of the, the data and research is linked to not enough sleep, not enough t- time, um, and that um, I don't know if it's cortisone or whatever it is, the stress hormone uh, it, it has a virtual playground uh, mm-hmm. when you're not getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. So what I did was it just in the sleep category alone, I said, why do not I try for the next year to give myself one more hour, not necessarily of sleep, but one more hour of laying down because I was actually only getting between five and six for years and years. And I said, what if we did between six and seven? Because I don't think I'm ever going to be the type of person that can do eight. I'm just not built that way. But I thought, what about six or seven hours of actual laying down and see if that could make a difference for me? And I feel in that category alone, I've made great strides and that my body's the
0: better for it. Well, what a great thing to, to start with something small that was more achievable rather than saying, oh, this isn't enough and going to an extreme and then not being able to follow through. But you've chosen to do incre- small increments as you're moving yeah. forward and you've already recognized that it's it's made a big change in in how you feel and how you're managing through your day. Sleep is definitely touted as one of the most important aspects and of course as we're younger than we are perhaps today and we're busier with our kids perhaps uh, our own sleep somewhat gets sacrificed as do many other aspects yeah so the fact that you're able to look at that now i was glad you mentioned the REM sleep and i believe i believe it's cortisol cortisol that keeps us um, yeah. um keeps that that hormone all wrapped up um i don't even yeah. i'm not even saying that right you know what i mean um but you know what, what you mean? Yeah. Um, it, it can be our enemy, I believe. It's not one of those good things that we want raising, raging through our bodies. And so sleep is important for optimum health. But the REM sleep that you mentioned, um, I'm not sure off the top of my head how much REM sleep we need. Does Now, when you're with, with your fitness tracker and you're doing all this, you mentioned that, you've hooked it up there's some technical there's some program how difficult is that
1: oh no it's all done for you so basically nice. if you imagine the fitness tracker the fitness tracker is Gathering this data every day, Mm -hmm. every minute actually, uh, every minute that you wear it. And so I wear mine 24 hours a day because I want the data for when I'm sleeping and when I'm active. Mm -hmm. And So what it's doing, so it's calculating, uh, depending on which program you have, I have it synced to my phone. And it's calculating a lot of different categories. So I have the sleep that I've talked about, but I also have the step counter. And as you know, research is saying 10,000 steps. Stay active. You're going to stay strong uh, Mm -hmm. by having at least 10,000 steps a day. So what happens is I was very happy to learn that I was already stepping um, more than 10,000 through my job which isn't um, typical. I don't think it's typical of people's work that you would be doing mm-hmm. 10,000 steps at mm-hmm. work you'd almost have to work to get it in before or after work. So again this sort of private use that you get to confirm and validate that you are already doing some things well that maybe mm-hmm. you didn't you you didn't measure before and as you know people say what you measure has meaning and, yep. and so suddenly these categories had a lot of meaning for me. Um, the the third category that I liked was my resting heartbeat. What happened was after a certain period of time and all this data that it was collecting, you could get a read on your overall fitness level. And it was, it it based it on when you were sleeping, when you were active, when you were exercising Mm -hmm. and it came up with a whole score. And what you would do is go now take that score and say, relative to people your age, where Mm -hmm. does this score? put you and it puts you on a chart from very poor all the way to excellent and I I'm at very good and so for me this was it was helpful because in my mind I had let myself down because I carried extra weight I had I had not kept my eye on the ball if you know what I mean I <laughs> yeah but what I realized when I had that score that I'm actually fitter than I think
0: and uh, so that is that- good.
1: Yeah, and to have that as a building block um, at a time when, you know, in terms that were not measured, I thought, oh, no, I'm not doing well. But no, I'm doing well. I'm already stepping over 10,000 a day most days.
0: So you're seeing the more positive side of what you're doing. And you stop browbeating yourself, as as many of us do, because we never feel that we're doing enough.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And so one of the reasons that I kind of Raved about it was I. I see that as being useful to anybody that might want to be more private with some of their health goals, mm-hmm. and certainly to be able to track, you know, areas. Uh, there's other features that it has that I don't use that I can use, like a water track, um, and um, there's uh, one with blood pressure. Probably the next time that I purchase one of these fitness trackers. I will get the feature for blood pressure. I've Mm -hmm. never had a problem with high blood pressure, but it's probably something that even if I just always know that I'm fine, that would be useful too.
0: Again, a bit of a stress reliever in that sense, that you're not getting uh, told at a later time or through some event that you do have an issue. You can monitor it naturally. I think if you let your doctor know that you're monitoring it and keeping an eye on it, and, and probably, well, Your program probably keeps the record of it. Then, when you do have your medical checkup, you can report how things are going, and you will have up-to-date, current information for your doctor to make decisions about your health care. The one thing I did notice was kind of funny: is (laughs) we were, you know, we've gone away on vacation and we're um, driving around a lot, and. You know, that's a sedentary activity, according to a fitness tracker, because we're sitting in the car, motoring down the road, and your fitness tracker reminds you that maybe it's time to get moving. So, now, that's an optional thing that you could set up for, you choose a period of time of when you want to be notified, or how does that work?
1: Yeah, well, actually, it has some... Um Well, I, again, I think it bases it on the data, but I think it's asking you to move at least 250 steps an hour. And when you don't meet that minimum, it says, Hey, you haven't been moving very much this hour. (laughs) So even though, um, well, and actually what it does is it rewards you. So it rewards you um, a few times a day. So let's say, You know, I'm working at work and suddenly I get a little vibration on my tracker that tells me, hey, you've done great. You've moved eight times out of uh, you've met your goal eight times out of nine hours. And now this is your ninth hour. You're a little bit low. You only need 56 more steps. And now you've you've hit your goal of moving at least every hour for nine hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when you actually reach your 10,000 steps, it has this um, really cool thing where it um, almost like does a celebration of fireworks and stuff <laughs> on the tracker. And, um, and then on my phone, it will send me an email and say, wow, you went over 6,000 steps of your goal today. You're doing awesome. Oh, that's great. Sorry. Yeah, it tracks it on a monthly basis as well. So I can go back into the program and I can go in and uh, look at all the data for the month, for even collectively for the year
0: right. and wow. see where
1: I was and where I'm at. And that's very motivating.
0: Well, we talked about having accountability partners. It's almost like you're wearing an accountability partner on your wrist. It is. And I think for most people, if they understood just how
1: many features it had and that you really are going to start where you're at, that there's no preparation that you need to do. It's just see where you're at. And for a long time, I did not. um, I think one of the things that we're doing when we have good health is we're not staying mindful of keeping you know, Mm -hmm. in good health. Mm -hmm. And that if you're not doing certain building blocks, if you will, and if you don't have them all coinciding, um, keeping your keeping it mindful and front or top of mind, Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty easy to get off track. And the next thing you know, you, you haven't been walking for two months, having this tracker on, it does not let me get away with that. It will remind me very often, hey, you you know, you've only done this many steps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in that moment, I get to decide, you know what, I can do better. Now, maybe not every day am I hitting 10,000 steps, but I'm very close. Like it's up to 9,000. And most mm-hmm. days I'll try to get it up to the 10. It's motivating. Mm-hmm. But then there's other days. There's other times where I'm, I'm stepping like 19 steps thousand steps in a day and then I can feel like wow you've really put in some effort for your fitness yeah so I'm fitter today than before I had this fitness tractor and I know that it's because of the
0: tracker well that's that was the conversation we were having that kind of made me wake up and say I can be guilty like other people and saying, well, I don't need it right now. I'll get it later. And I'm thinking, well, there may be a lot of people who have suffered some serious effects of maybe the high blood pressure or the heart rate or something that has caused them great distress because they hadn't been aware. And, you know, as as a former teacher and, of course, as you being a coach, we know how important and how invaluable education is. We can't make changes on things we don't know. So it's an opportunity, actually, to be on top of our own personal health, like you said, in private, and it's education that's personally given to us to maximize what we're doing. And as you know, Susan, this Don't Die Before You're Dead tour and this whole process I'm working on is getting the message out that we need to live our best life every day, because we don't know how many of those we're going to have. and if. Having a fitness tracker keeps us motivated, keeps us doing the right things, and keeps us informed. I mean, if you see that your blood pressure has gone wonky for a few days in a row, maybe it's a good thing to call your doctor and get some advice, get a checkup maybe, find out what's going on before you have a whatever uh, physical reaction you would have to those that would take you into the doctor's office before like not, maybe not even under your own um, your own what terms on your own uh, foot power or car power or whatever you want to call it so i was motivated yeah. just by what you were saying to me about how how what you were learning about yourself was enabling you to yep. make choices
1: and we know well. In a way, this this um, tracker has been a bit of a fitness journal for me. Even though it's not a traditional journal, I have the ability now through the program that sync to it to look back and say, how was your year? Like, yes, you, you met a lot of your goals and are you better than when you started? Are you stronger than when you started? And when I think about it, this is just walking this. I mean, yes, it will track (laughs) a specific exercise. If I walk at a faster pace, it will consider that like true exercise. Mm
0: -hmm. But I
1: have all of that data to be able to look back and know that I have I have been proactive and I have been accountable for my own health on all of those categories. Uh-huh. And then it's inspired me to work in other categories where I'm taking, you know, I'm, I'm eating less processed food. I'm, um, you know, my weight loss journey, it is going to be something that's going to take time. But I know that I'm stronger and fitter than I was when I started. And it's not about perfection part Mm -hmm. of the reason I believe that so many people don't take their health in hand is they think, Oh, well, I can't run a marathon. That doesn't have to be the goal. Yeah. You, you can start, you anybody can start virtually tomorrow, whether you, you know, need assistance or not to walk, to, to just stay in motion and that this, this type of tracker will Mm -hmm. help you, measure and monitor and then little by little these are I mean people are often thinking oh we have to have these big ultimate fitness yeah. goals, and that we have to have you know zero percent body fat <laughs> it honestly I don't believe that it's about that to stay strong and healthy yeah. into your twilight years it's about doing all that you can to be your strongest version of yourself and that only you can do that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it it can't wait until tomorrow. And that all these things that we have plans for to do, whether we're still working or retired, are only possible uh, if we're not taking our health for granted. And that's where I feel like I'm no longer taking my health for granted. I'm no longer taking my sleep for granted. I'm actually gifting myself rest and health and to me it's the best gift you could give yourself
0: well if we don't have our health what do we have we put off we might put off uh, traveling we might put off all of the activities we want to do later in life traveling cruises but if we put the, our health off so long that we are frail and unable to move and god forbid we can't lift ourselves off the toilet seat I mean, that life will take care of our decisions for us if we don't take care of them for ourselves. So one of the things I wanted to ask you now, as you know, we talked about this. I certainly didn't want this to be a commercial for any specific type of fitness tracker. There are all kinds. And I think you did mention, uh, There's a possibility, an option with some that you can, like we talk about the walking and the steps and things, but there are other activities that it will monitor as well. So price range, you can start relatively low range and get the vital up to maybe the more elaborate. So even costing doesn't have to be a factor, does it?
1: No, and that's the you know for me when I was originally thinking of it, I thought cost was going to be a barrier. I didn't have a big budget, and then once I found out how reasonably priced many of these are, there just was no reason to not sort of jump in and Uh just do this and find a way to um, you know to to incorporate the features that I really wanted with my budget and i think Uh that um you know people can start smaller and see the benefit of it and either change over to a different one there are waterproof ones for Uh people that swim and um so and there's some that have there's an option to buy a premium program so that it releases more data to you Uh, but the data that i get just on the basic program is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I get to go through this and kind of, um, there's a education component to it where it says what some of the numbers mean and what, you know, it even tells me what, what could be my next goal, like for my fitness goal, where it takes Mm -hmm. all the data and says, okay, you're at very good fitness for cardio, et cetera. And then it says, if you did this and this, you could improve your score. So the fact that it actually gives me my next goal, my next mm-hmm. opportunity to have even better health, um, and and so that's where, I don't I think people are thinking they need the gym membership. People are thinking that some of these other traditional things that, but you really can start this on your own. It can be a very private thing, and I know for me that was really important.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I've and I've been able to incorporate some better habits now just by having the the routine of this, the discipline of it, the accountability of this. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's um, probably transferred into other areas of my life where I'm starting to measure certain things. And uh, I, I think it's been a great addition and something that, you know, I feel is feasible for most people, it doesn't matter any walk of life that this is something that they could incorporate and really benefit from. And more than anything, it's the opportunity to take um, your health in hand before it's Mm -hmm. too late.
0: Yeah, sounds like you're singing my song, Susan, because um, we don't know how much time we have. And we know it's never enough. It's never enough, we never hear from people that are um, getting really close to the finish line, as a term that I heard recently. Those people have never um, saw it coming so quickly. And I know now during this pandemic times, there are people who are saying that, time is just traveling so fast, you'd think being housebound, being locked down, being unable to do many things, that it would just drag and drag and drag. But here we are, um, two-thirds of the way through, I think it's two-thirds of the way through our year. And it's kind of like, not that it's a keeper year by any means, but it's suddenly it's gone. So it's an old saying. And I think that comes from a lot of truth that time gets faster as we get older. For some reason, it's uh, obviously not true because we know time is a fixed fixed amount, but later won't come. And if we don't do it now, so I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot and say, do you kind of wish you'd done this sooner or are you just so overjoyed that you did it already?
1: Um, you know what? I'm trying not to have any regrets. Sometimes you're ready good. when you're ready. Yeah, good. I am. You know, I'm proud of myself that I took it in hand some parts of this are putting your money where your mouth is where you're <laughs> just saying, okay, I understand in a logical way in, um, you know, a sensible way that my health is should be my highest priority, but you, we live in busy lives and, and mm-hmm. you think tomorrow. And, and so I feel maybe that I was ready to stand accountable at, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not exactly sure what building blocks fell into place to finally get me to say enough. Let's uh-huh. do something about it, and um, that this idea of perfection or doing it a certain way—just throw that out the window and say you're going to start where you're at, uh-huh. see where you're at, build on that, because this is a personal journey. And also, you know, I I did spend some time looking around and saying seeing, you know, I have people in my life that I see have regrets that didn't take their health in hand. Uh Granted, all sorts of things that are out of our control can happen. But this is one area that we can control to a great extent. And when I look and I hear the stories from other people that are now prevented from continuing to have this higher quality of life, because of them making a few missteps in this area, they stopped being mobile they stop being Mm -hmm. in motion they -hmm. stop making that a priority they just took it for granted and now they don't get to do all the things that they want to do and they don't get to sort of finish strong in the sense that they um they've done all that they can to stay strong and i think that's what this is about for me it's not about being a certain um number on the scale it's not i said i must safeguard my how mobile and how strong i am and this was one way that was so doable and and i can't ever imagine myself not having this tracker as i as i go Mm -hmm. forward in age so that i can get to feel proud in some ways what the numbers are are bearing back my hard work is being showed in those numbers And it's not about a scale or perfection, as I said, it's it's bearing out to say, where are you at based on where you were? Mm-hmm. Is there any area you can make an improvement? And so I feel that um, long answer to your question, I, I was just ready. I was in the right yeah. frame of mind. And that's the best thing I could offer up is that um, try to get in the moment now to say it can't wait until tomorrow right. that you have to find a way to put your health as a priority, whether you use a fitness tracker or not, it, you must put your health as a priority. There, there's the time has
0: got, come the time, you know, is now. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's exactly what I was, I was going to say. It's kind of like, if not now, when? Yeah. Yep. And it's so easy just to let us slide and you know, a day goes by, a week goes by, a month goes by, and Next, you know, where are you going to be exactly this time next year? Are you going to be still sitting saying, well, I'm not quite ready yet? Or are you going to be like you, Susan, and say, wow, I can look back and see how far I've come. Look at the difference. And it doesn't have to be, you know, monumental, horrendous, but you can see your tracking. You've made the small goals. Susan, you have inspired me because, you know, I've I've already got mine set aside to to pick up. And um, I really see the value in it. And I think... It obviously speaks to the message that I want to give out that in order to live our best life, really health is more important than anything because it has to be first, right? What else yeah. do we have? And I, I, would imagine you've got a lot of living to do. So well, I do have
1: a. You. <laughs> well, I have a lot of goals. I have a lot of personal goals, of course. Uh-huh. I have a lot of family goals. Um, you know, a big one is you know when I get an opportunity to travel, I want to be able to do that and um, do it well and have, and I, I want a certain quality of life. Part of safeguarding your fitness is is also safeguarding your mental fitness, and I think mm-hmm. um, just feeling that more is possible. So I have a lot of things that I have a lot of high energy. I'm a high energy person anyway, yes, so I have are. a lot of <laughs> freelance work that I do. I have yeah. a a career as a manager.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about that. We're going to wrap up in a couple of minutes, but you've got an active, busy coaching business. And as I mentioned, you, uh, you know, you have been my right hand person through my um, journals, my book business and working on my don't die before you are dead journal. That'll be coming out in September, but you're out in front business uh, as a coach and I could tell by the passion you have here that when people are asking about, you know, best practices or next steps to, you know, live their best life, that this would be something you would include for them.
1: Yeah. Well, in my out in front work that I do, I do freelance work um, where some of it is I'm coaching speakers, um, some in business, some that do speaking personally or for nonprofits. I also do, Book editing and I do um, proofreading, and uh, so I I like to think of myself as a wordsmith. So I lend some of that Definitely. to um, uh, projects for myself, but also projects for other people. And um, so I'm doing the speaking, coaching, editing, and how did you prove? How
0: did you prove to us, or how did you prove to yourself, if you will, that that you are such a wordsmith? What was one of the highlights of your <laughs> speaking career that that showed us your value as a wordsmith because I mean it was something to behold. Well I
1: did make it to the
0: 2011 semifinals of the world championship
1: of speaking and so I came in second which in the ranking it put me in the top 18 out of 30,000 speakers that spoke that year so it was definitely a feather in my cap and a, a special moment in my life to be on that stage uh, and for me, I love writing speeches as much as I like giving them. I also love helping other people. Um, words have changed the world. Yes. Words, will, words will continue to change the world. So um, that's an area that I've had a lot of wonderful moments in. And um, that, that's something as I go forward that I want to continue helping people find the right voice. I want to help people find their voice. So, and then continue my own journey in speaking and writing. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. I have a lot of work. Where can we find you? Well, (laughs) you can email me at susanlam 12 at Rogers.com. And we can start the conversation there. You can let me know what maybe your project is, what you have in mind. Maybe I, you know, I've helped people that are writing speeches for their daughter's weddings, right. To doing their first book. And uh, so I can enter or exit anywhere that you need me to. And, and help on the written, the words on the page or the words on the stage. Excellent. Well, Susan,
0: this has been a bit of a departure, um, but I think it's been invaluable. And I think it's all about speaking is delivering the message that people need to hear. And I think you've done that very well today. And I I so wanted you to, to, to let people know firsthand experience that we can do better If we're willing to take responsibility for ourselves and pricing is not an option. When health comes first, the range is there. You don't have to sign up for the best start small and move in steps. And you have, you have shown how important that is. So thank you for taking time out of your exceedingly busy schedule to join us on this podcast. And I look forward to hearing more about your progress. And I will check in with you and let you know about mine when my fitness tracker arrives. So thank you for being that accountability buddy for me. So take care and thank you again. So for the, thank you. And for the listeners here, uh, again, I'm Mary McCartney. And this has been Don't Die Before You're Dead. And until next time, dare to live the life that you were meant to live. Bye now.